So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Uh-oh, screens are wrong. Life is all better now. Welcome back to DTFF, everybody. Happy Tuesday evening. Oh, man. It is a great Tuesday. One, mm-hmm. we're coming off a long weekend, holiday weekend. Two, probably the biggest draft weekend of the year. And three, we have actual NFL football in 48 hours from now. That is thrice that is so things to be happy about this week. That is... Almost said thrice when I had three. I almost, I almost went thrice. Look at us. We're right there this evening. I bet you. Be a great fucking show. I'm so It is going to be a great fucking show. This is what we, this is what we do fantasy football for is week yep. one. There, there is no more excitement that happens. I mean, I, I dare I say, I'll even throw championship weekend into the fold here. I don't know if I'm as excited about championship weekend as I am about week one. Mostly because, you know, my team's are never there. Much already knocked out. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter for me. Oh, you didn't even let me get the jab in. You got the self-burn. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's not I fun. always I always self-jab. I'm faster at getting to me than you are at getting to me. <laughs> but I am thrilled about this week. Mm-hmm. So am I. So we are doing a little week one preview this week, folks. Getting you ready. Just some general chit-chat. Getting us ready for week one. Next week is when we'll really dive into things uh, after we actually see some NFL play and start doing some heavy hitting analysis as we want to do on this show. But this week, we're just going to have some fun preview a little bit. Uh, We're going to talk about our home league draft a little bit, uh, amongst other things. But and we will. Hey, let's not say that we're not going to come out of this with any advice because we will be doing still our starts of the week. Obviously, we'll be previewing some matchups and you know, dipping our toes in a bit. Absolutely, yeah. We we are here to get you ready for week one and answer any of those last-minute, maybe start-sit questions for week one here that you may have. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the chat, hit us up with those. We want to hear it. And if you're not in the chat, come into the chat next time. And That's then right. You'll be able to get this answer because now you're just shouting at your, uh, you know, phone mm-hmm. right now. Like, I have a question. And guess Looking what? Looking like a lunatic. Yeah, we can't yeah. hear you, so stop doing that. Uh, but tune in next time, or hit us up on Twitter after the show. But mm-hmm. either way, yes, start, sits, uh, all the good stuff today. Yeah, so we have our beer of the week, Jake, uh, which mm-hmm. is a repeat from two weeks ago, I believe. Let's be honest, we were busy this weekend. Uh, we, uh, we went to the Badger game on Saturday evening, which was a lot of fun, and we had our draft yesterday afternoon. So we, right. we had a we had a very busy football filled weekend and did not have time to go to the liquor store and get some new beers. So I had a one year old birthday party on Sunday. I mean, I was chock a block with excitement. <laughs> so yeah, we we've got the this is is that Cameron from Youngblood uh, Beer Company. Don't really need to talk too much about it as we uh, dissected this beer a couple weeks ago. If you're interested in that, go back and listen to that episode and then come on back here. You can hear all about it. Here's what I am curious about, though, Dustin, is if at the end of this beer, the second time around, if you will like it any more than you did the first time. Because I know you weren't a giant fan of it the first time, but no, come into this with so. an open mind. 
Maybe I, it'll trip something. I, I'm drinking it. I'm, I'm, I, I just don't see it becoming <laughs> a, a favorite of mine. Fair enough. They all can't be winners, Jake. Just like you in our home league. Can't be a winner. Rude. See, I wasn't fast enough to get to it that time. Yeah, you did get me. All right, fuck this. Let's move on to the drunk trade of the week so that I can feel better about myself by looking at somebody else's uh, bad trade. Let's do it. Drunk, 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 And this week's, uh, before we get into the start sick question that's in our live chat, which we'll get to right after this drunk trade. So Mm -hmm. hang on there, Dame. Uh, but before that, the drunk trade of the week comes from where else? Reddit from Time Magnet on Reddit, who says, for the last decade, my league mates head to the casinos for the opening Thursday and Friday of March Madness. Put yourself in the way back machine here. We got to go all the way back to the springtime, Dustin. But they get a bunch of rooms and unlimited drink wristbands. So the real madness is the number of trades that go down. Mm -hmm. This time, I texted my buddy the night before. I'm not trading you, Saquon. Stop trying. Thursday night, he offered the 102 straight up. And we had a deal done in 30 seconds. So... This is kind of similar to one that we had a few weeks back. Remember, there was this big like event and everybody got mm-hmm. together and they made a conscious effort to have a, a trading frenzy. This is a similar type of deal. They schedule this yearly, going to the casinos. Uh, I mean, hey, if, if you've already lost a bunch of money from your fantasy football league that season, why not throw a few more into the pile? Uh, True. At the slots, you know? Mm-hmm. So love, love the idea again. But the trade itself. So here we are. This would have been before the rookie draft happened for 2022. So the 102 or Saquon is what you're sitting at here, Dustin. Not a lot of info. I do know this was a PPR league. Outside of that, none of it probably matters too much. Uh, Let's assume Superflex just for the sake of that pick there um, to see if that swayed anything. But look, you're looking at the 102 versus Saquon. I guess, one, are you looking for a bounce back from Saquon this year? I am. I I do think Saquon's going to have a bounce back season, uh, and we'll get into why uh, a little bit later, perhaps. Um, But I I do expect a bounce back this year. Saquon had that weird, fluky uh, injury uh, where he rolled his ankle and just wasn't the same after that. And he's second year removed from his ACL injury, which is always a very good thing. So... I, I do expect him to get back on track. That being said, um, I would keep Saquon in this case uh, instead of taking the 102. Even in a super flex league, none of the quarterbacks were going uh, at the 102 in super flex drafts, uh, at least that I saw. I'm sure it happened occasionally. But really, you're looking at probably what uh, Drake London, Brees Hall, you know, uh, maybe I, expect, Burks. I would expect Brees to go 101 overall in most drafts. Maybe. So yeah. so you're probably looking at one of those wide receivers and it's like I guess it really I guess it, it really depends on your team. If you're totally rebuilding, okay, the one oh two straight up for Saquon, I understand. I still think you could have gotten a little bit more in the deal other than just the one pick. 
I actually think back in March, this was about as good as you were going to get for Saquon. Because it really so? did feel like people had just bailed on him because they, they'd gotten burned, you know? And logically mm-hmm. or illogically, he's injured the past three seasons, essentially, for chunks of it. Certainly down production. I really do feel like people were thinking, man, this, this is all I'm going to get. And I'm, I'm willing to bet he smashed that accept button pretty hard on this one mm-hmm. uh, because again you know rookie fever gets us all Absolutely. in this wide receiver class what well, it's you know was very lauded dare i say if i can even pronounce it correctly although it was deep so i, I don't know i think this is fair uh i think I mean, I it's might, not egregious by any means yeah i probably would have taken the 102 if i'm being honest here as much as i do Hope for a Saquon bounce back. And I do think he will be significantly better this year than last year. You know, he's getting up there now. Fifth season, I believe, in the in the NFL. I'd probably take the 102. Would I regret mm-hmm. it? Pro- probably. <laughs> Possibly. Because <laughs> I would have picked somebody stupid uh, who would have gotten kicked out of the NFL by like week three or something. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I love not, the idea. Not, yeah. I, I mean, I don't hate the trade. Let's Let's be honest. I don't hate it. I would have tried to get a little bit more out of it. But, I mean, all in all, depending on your team construction and what you're going for, I I don't mind it, really. We don't mind it, which is actually kind of a ringing endorsement for a drunk trade these Mm -hmm. days. I think if we just say we don't mind it, that's significantly better than some of the responses we've given. So, smurfly. All right, now over to our question in the chat here. Dame Overboard Mm -hmm. asking... All right, all right, all right. Settle down. Who to start? CPAT, that is Cordero Patterson, if you're nasty, versus New Orleans, or Melvin Gordon at Seattle, or A.J. Dillon at Minnesota. So we got a threefer here of running backs. So what do you think, Dustin? Do you trust, first of all, Cordero Patterson is going to have a hot start? Do you think that's a reality? Uh, Do you believe that Gordon will be closer to a 50-50 split with Javante Williams? Or do you think A.J. Dillon is going to get plenty of uh, red zone work against Minnesota? Anything leap out to you? Well, um, Patterson is just out for me right off. Right right off. I'm really off on him this season. Uh, We saw him break down late in the year last year. Could he come out? Yes, but... I'm not expecting it, especially against that New Orleans defense. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know you're very high on them and think they're going to do uh, really well. They've got solid pieces there. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of out on that just based on the matchup. If I wanted who I think would be more of a floor play, it would be Gordon at Seattle. But if you're looking for maybe more upside, you'd take the Dylan at Minnesota. I mean, both defenses are not very good, so you don't really have to worry about that. I know, Jake, you and I are expecting this backfield in Green Bay to just get a ton of run, and Dylan probably to be in a somewhat 50-50 rush split with Aaron Jones, maybe not so much with the passing uh, game. So that kind of limits your ceiling with him, but uh, I think I would go Dylan. I'll End of the day, give me Dylan. Yeah, look, when we're talking about three running backs like this, and we're still in week one, I'm going to err on the side of draft capital. I took Mm -hmm. this guy because I believe in him more, and that's A.J. Dillon. I mean, A.J. Dillon going fifth round of most drafts or thereabouts. Melvin Gordon was falling down for for good reason. 
he could absolutely surprise, but I want to see that surprise come out uh, probably on my bench and and figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to risk the fact that we're overstating Melvin Gordon's importance into this, although I do love the matchup because I just think Seattle is going to come out so flaccid, mm-hmm. and so Denver should go up on them pretty early. And so if we're going to see a game where it's 50-50 for those two running backs, I would expect it to be one like this. It just makes me a bit nervous. And yeah, I, I want to trust in the opportunity of A.J. Dillon uh, and those touchdowns that he he could be getting. So I will go with Dillon as well, though uh, Gordon's not a bad play. All right, there you have it, Dame. Woo. Dylan all around. As as uh, we sit in our green backgrounds and just <laughs> stewing in our homerism. Eh, I I can set that aside. Mostly. I can't. I can't say so. So take mine with a grain of salt. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, so, uh, you know, speaking of where guys were drafted here, talking mm-hmm. about A.J. Dillon versus Melvin Gordon. Yeah, we had our <laughs> our iconic, if I can say that, home league draft mm-hmm. this past weekend. And as we're getting into week one, yeah, we're going to take some time in the back half of the show to talk about what we're projecting forward. But I think it... It is time that we relived some of our draft moments here. And maybe we brag a little bit, or maybe we, you know, give ourselves the flagellation that we deserve for some mm-hmm. mistakes that we've made, Dustin. I, I want to talk about this, the home league thing, because we mentioned it. We had a group of us that get together, you know, it's a 12 person league. Only about half of us ever really get together live in person. Yeah, I think the we draft. had seven. Yes. Uh, Yesterday. Yeah. So we had a quorum, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we uh, we typically like it that way because it's more fun than to mock the people who aren't there uh, because we're childish like that. Um, But I did notice a big shift. So listeners, if you've been with us for a while, you know, this league, it's previously was only 10 waiver ad drops in the whole season. Got bumped up to 12 this year. So. Big changes well, about. There, there is more than that, but there there's a luxury tax on the additional waiver transactions. Twelve freebies, yes, for waivers this year, yeah, yes. and then additional after that you have to pay. Uh what did you think of our of our draft overall compared to previous years? Overall, uh, our league is definitely getting a little bit more savvy. I will say, we used to see a lot of homer picks. A lot of Packer players drafted way ahead of ADP every single year. Mm-hmm. And you always saw a run of quarterbacks in the first two rounds, typically first round. But in the last couple of years, you know, it's been more than the first couple where we didn't really see that this year nearly as much. So kudos to, to our league for, for learning and growing, although it makes our job a little bit more difficult. Uh actually you know have to think about who we're drafting instead of just expecting players to fall to us although the wild cards i do feel like in previous years made it so much tougher because it's it's weirdly tilting when somebody takes gronk in the third round in 2021 (laughs) like you don't know what to make of that and yeah it's like i get value here but then that's the fucking guy who's gonna end up winning the the whole thing because of you know fantasy football being stupid Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I did notice, so it wasn't for a complete lack of, um, oddities. Still. No, 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 there, there was a handful, but 
not nearly as egregious as previous years. Yeah, I mean, we did still have somebody taking Josh Allen in the first, only to turn around in the fifth round and grab Joe Burrow in a one-quarterback mm-hmm. league. Um, now, our league again, though, but, with the limited pickups. But, right, Jay, it's a six-point per touchdown, though. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that 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 means everything. Um, I was uh, surprised, you know, not even multiple defenses, multiple kickers going, not that stuff Mm -hmm. it it did actually make make our jobs a little bit harder but did you feel like there was a a person in this draft or dare i say any drafts you've done this season where you're like man i'm proud that i got this value for this player anybody jump out well i want to toot my own horn here Uh, in the first round i got christian mccaffrey at the eight spot which i think is just criminal that he, he slid that far. Now I know people are concerned about the injury and I have that concern too. But even if he's say 80 to 85% of what we saw a few years ago, he still is going to be a league winner for me at that spot. I, I he, and that, I mean, worst case scenario, he's injured, but like I said, yeah. say he gets a little bit of reduction in usage. Like he's still going to be still could end up RB one overall. He really could, even with that reduction in usage. So I, I just got to toot my own horn. And it was really just more of the draft kind of falling to me. I was going to uh, say, what but... did you do to make that happen? You just had the spot. Although, as we talked about on the, the draft day, Dustin had been trying to get me to trade my mm-hmm. draft spot for his. Now, the way that ours works, another little interesting bit, is we don't do typical snake draft. So we do the snake with the third and fourth round reversals. So that means I had the 112, which means I drafted, of course, at the 12th spot of the first round. But then I get the first pick in the second, third, and fourth rounds. And, and it, it continues and it that. The other way. It, it continues that pattern, though, the entire draft. Not like yeah. some of the other, like like the fishbowl. It was just the one third round reversal, and that was it for the draft. This one continues yeah. the entire draft all the way down. The whole goddamn way. So I didn't want to give that up for your eight spot. Mm-hmm. But then once I saw CMC sitting there, well, then I felt like a real dickhole. Because he's, my, I mean, he's my <laughs> 1B for running backs. The argument of him as first overall, I, I'm fine with uh, him or Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, the fact that you were able to scoop him up there, oh, it was, I mean, just good, good for you. Congratulations on basically winning the league with that one pick if he stays healthy. And, and uh, one of one of the bigger surprises or probably best values looking at our board here is our, our friend Nathan. Uh, he got Dak Prescott in the ninth round as mm. like the 13th quarterback off the board, which yeah. I think is insane value. I mean, to be fair, that's basically where I ranked him coming into the season. Although in this format, I don't know, but in this for I'm lower on him than consensus. But coming into this format, which heavily penalizes interceptions and sacks, to have somebody who, A, is at least mobile enough to get away from that, and Mm -hmm. B, is relatively a safe passer, like he's not an Mm -hmm. egregious, you know, Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay kind of chuck it down field guy, that's a a great spot. So I'm not mad at that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, What about you, Jake? I I didn't like my draft this year, Dustin, and we talked about it a little bit. I felt like I was betting against myself with every pick. I was like taking the safe guys that I I don't really love, 
Like if somebody from the outside looks at this draft and they go, "Hey man, you got Zeke in the fourth round. You should be thrilled with that." I'm, I'm not really. I'm not really that excited about it. I felt forced into the pick. Um, in hindsight, I, I don't know. That was where I was finally going to have to wait a long time for a turn, and and I maybe tilted just a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then there's again a bunch of guys. I don't know, Darnell Mooney. I've not really been in on him. Jerry Judy in the seventh. I was like, well, I guess I should, you know, but I don't love Judy. It's that's it, I don't know value, quote unquote. But I'm not I'm not loving it. Put it that way. I will say the the other person who I thought got tremendous value though. And we'll just see how this goes, I guess. Uh, obviously, shit gets crazy. But uh, somebody took uh, Devontae Smith in the ninth. And I thought, holy shit. Because, like, last year as a rookie in that Eagles offense mm-hmm. with a quarterback who was still growing with Jalen Hurts, he was completely fine for a rookie. You know, if it wasn't for Jamar Chase lighting up the scoreboard immediately... And being so dominant, we'd be talking a lot more about Devontae Smith. It's like, oh, he's an up-and-comer for this mm-hmm. year. Then A.J. Brown goes over there, and people, oh, I'm nervous now. But it's like, they could. it could be another 1A and 1B situation with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. It yep. wouldn't shock me in the slightest. And when you look at some of the guys that went before him in, 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 in like the previous you know round and a half, you had Robert Woods, you had Alan Lazard, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayu, Christian Kirk, Tyler Lockett, Drake London, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I mean, I would have taken him over any of those. Jacoby players. Myers. Let's not forget Jacoby yeah, Myers yeah. in the seventh round. Yeah, that, that was one of the crazier picks. <laughs> Myers glossed over that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Looking at where he was drafted around, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I like him and Chris Olave both a lot. They went back to back, but mm-hmm. yeah, Devontae Smith, that's, we'll see. We yep. will see. But I think that's, you know, a potential, maybe not outright league winner, but definitely somebody who's going to mm-hmm. maybe push you in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Dustin. I, I felt uh, a little bit lackluster coming out of it. So now, you know, as we're projecting forward here, I need to start considering when I'm going to use my my waivers Mm -hmm. and this is something that happens every single year i I posted this to twitter i said the easy way to remember waivers uh is week one is the peak one week two is a bleak one and week three makes you want to curl up in a ball and die uh because it's so picked over by that point and everybody holds on to their if, if you play in a fab league or if you just want to maintain your waiver priority whatever it is people hold on to it forever and then they miss out on guys. I've done it. You've done it. We've talked about mm-hmm. in this very league. Missing out on Alvin Kamara a few years ago because of that. Missing out on James Robinson because we didn't believe it right away. And so mm-hmm. I'm already trying to think of, all right, what guy am I going to drop off of this? <laughs> Maybe even before week one is is fully over that I can uh, that I can add. I think but. that's fair. I mean, they're... I mean, we don't have super deep benches or anything, so there's plenty of players out there. But yeah, it, it's all that balancing act of when you want to use them. Yep. That that's so, one thing I I used to hoard hoard my my waiver wire pickups until like the very end of the year because I'm just like, you never know if a guy gets injured. It's like, well, if your guys get injured, you're at the end of the season, you're probably screwed anyway at that point because yeah. you're not going to find a league winner in week 13 or 14. Let's be honest. 
So I, that's one thing I'm I'm trying to be better at in this league is going after guys that I think I see something in earlier than I normally would instead of, well, let's give it another week or two weeks or something. It's like, no, just hit the claim button. Go for it. Yeah. Just I, I'm a, again, a little bit of a hoarder in that way. I love seeing that number. You like, you see it in the <laughs> league and you can see your, I still have all 12 of my, you know, waiver pickups or whatever, especially in something like this. It's like, what are you doing? Also, people have a tendency, again, I'm people, to get too precious about their draft picks most years. Mm-hmm. And going like, well, I drafted these guys because I know what I'm doing and I don't want to, you know, cut bait on him too early. But this is the year. Hey, if, if I'm not satisfied with my draft, this is the exact year to be making those kind of uh, moves, uh, especially after week one. So tune in next week. We'll, I'm sure, be going over a bunch of our favorites for waivers at that time mm-hmm. uh, after all the dust has settled. And I'm sure more goddamn injuries have happened because it's the NFL and every week, Dustin, there's been every week of the off season, there has been multiple injuries piling up. So I'm sure that ain't going to stop here come week one. Nope. I'm sure not. All right. Have we had enough home league talk? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I could talk about it for hours, but I mean, our, <laughs> I'm sure our, our our tens of fans out there don't want to hear any more about our our uh, home league. They're like, I don't fucking know these people. Move on to something that I'm That's familiar right. with. So let's do it. Yeah, let's do a little quick quick hit of the Thursday night game. So we've got Rams versus Bills. Jacob, mm-hmm. are there any players that you are confident? In starting from either of these teams for this game, I mean it's right out of the gate. It's it's setting the bar for your season right here. It is. Look, the obvious ones, your studs, they're all going to be in there. Of course, you're going to be starting Cooper Cup. Spoiler alert: uh, if you sit him, then just leave fantasy football. Uh, you're going to be starting him. You're going to be starting Stephon Diggs. You're going to be starting Allen Robinson. You're probably going to be starting Gabe Davis because again, Gabe Davis is. I think maybe a fourth round pick in our league. Uh, just one more callback there. But honestly, he's a very high pick anyways. You're going to be starting those guys. Don't get cute in week one. And this matchup, I'm very excited that this is the first game we get. I feel like sometimes week one, I don't know, whenever the schedule's made, maybe it seems like a good idea. And then by the time week one rolls around, it doesn't feel as good. This one still feels great. I mean, we've got mm-hmm. Josh Allen versus Matt Stafford. Again, starting both of them, obviously. Uh, Matt Stafford's tennis elbow be damned. You're rolling him out in week one. Where I get concerned, Dustin, and I'm curious if you feel the same, but I don't want to start a single running back in, in this matchup. I don't want to start Devin Singletary. I don't want to start Cam Akers coming off of this injury until we see what he can actually do week one. I don't want to start Daryl Henderson, even though, hey, I like him as a value pick. I don't want any of them. Do, are you interested in putting any of them out there? Ooh. Um, I guess if, if that's all you have, then sure. I mean, this should yeah. be this should be a, a relatively good scoring game. Mm-hmm. I know both defenses are fairly solid, but I think Typically, what we see is that the offenses are ahead of the defense at this time of year. So I am expecting the, it to be a little bit more offensively uh, explosive than what we maybe we'd see from these two teams later on in the season. 
So I, I'm confident in pretty much all the offensive pieces. Unfortunately, I, I do have the Rams defense, and that makes me a little scared for this week one, but that's okay. Um, that is going to yeah. be. I mean, I would, it, it, any players, especially where you probably had to draft them for, mm-hmm. for the most part, you should be starting them and just not overthinking it. Well, then let's transition right into this question from the chat. Mr. Scamper is in the chat. Who has higher upside this week, Allen Robinson or Gabe Davis in half PPR? So talking strictly of upside here, Dustin, mm-hmm. um, I have a pretty strong thought on this one. But either of these guys that are more so jumping at you? A-Rob for me. I, I, I just, I'm not the biggest believer in Gabe. I am not a Gabriel Davis believer either, but talking exactly about what you're, you're saying in week one, if he's going to come out strong, I feel like it is going to be week one. I, I know the Rams defense, it is scary in terms of a matchup, but I, I'm actually maybe going to be a little bit more scared for Stefan Diggs in, in this first matchup. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting him, of course, but my expectations are a little bit lower for Diggs because if he's going to be getting that top coverage there, you know, Gabe Davis and, and and the under guys, underneath guys, Isaiah McKenzie or um, Jamison Crowder, I guess, whoever ends up playing the slot role the most for week one. Like, I do expect those guys to eat here. Man, I, I would say Gabe has higher upside. As an all-around pick, I would rather start Allen Robinson. But strictly speaking of upside, it would be Davis for me. Okay. So well, we're, we're split. split. Let's make a beer bet out of it, Dustin. Who scores more half PPR points? Okay. Done. Done. In the books. Done. That's our first one, and it's not the last one of this show. That's right. I will mark it down. Um, Oh, we have one more in the chat here. So Sebastian's asking, uh, rank them. Cook, Najee, Kamara, Chase in full PPR. Ooh, full PPR. Um, for me, this is actually pretty easy. It's Kamara, Chase, Cook, Najee, in that order for me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm right there with you. I was thinking the exact same thing, Jake. So there we are, lockstep on this one. Hey, we did it. We came back around to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of us. I mean, we were talking again about the New Orleans uh, matchup on the other side. This is a case where Kamara could easily see. A just shit ton of work early on here. Uh, not to mention, we still don't really know Michael Thomas's deal for week one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess no news is good news, but it it feels like a very weighty silence uh, about him. So um, I think he could get uh, plenty more pass catching duties early on. Mm-hmm. Said duties. <laughs> you did. All right. And then we didn't really touch upon it, but what about the running back rooms for both these teams? You've got Cam Henderson for the Rams. You've got the other guys for the Bills that aren't named Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. I'm <laughs> flat out, I'm not doing it. That Josh Allen is the only rusher that I want in this game. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, if you have Cam Akers, you probably still had to draft him very high. And so yep. I guess this is the argument of start your studs. But if you have two running backs ahead of him, Say he was hypothetically your third guy, even in round four or whatever. Starting those other two guys ahead of him, almost regardless of who they are. 
You know, unless you uh, unless you draft Miles Sanders in the third ahead of him, I am not starting um, Acres over those guys I drafted ahead. I, I would just prefer to avoid him. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly in my flex, he's he's not going to be a consideration there. But mm-hmm. I get it if you have to. Just not excited. Yeah. Would you start Singletary? Would you first game assume James Cook? We don't know what the rookie's going to look like yet. They say Zach Moss is going to be involved still. Do you believe that, or do you think Singletary could actually be usable this week? Could he? Sure. But, I mean, if you're starting Singletary as your one of your starting <laughs> running backs, I guess, you know, what about a you're, flex? He could you're be going as a zero RB strategy. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't like it, though. I would hope you'd have something else on your team. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. I. It's just, I, it's, I just there. until we see how that backfield really shakes out uh, over the first few weeks, I just don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. It's it's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. I just I want to. I love the idea of this game, and it's not because of the running backs. It's because I want right. to watch these quarterbacks duel each other mm-hmm. uh, and get those wide receivers involved right away. Nice. I this this is uh, I will say this beer. It's unfiltered. They say. And and I felt every bit of it on the way back out. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'm not a big fan of this beer either, Dustin. Nice. No. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Who else do we want to talk about for week one? Because week one, the slate of games mm-hmm. is actually overall really nice. Yes. Yes, there is. It's, it's I mean, looking at just just glancing at the schedule. I really like that Chiefs Cardinals game. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch for multiple reasons. You got just the storylines. You got, you know, Hollywood coming to Arizona, college buddy with, with Kyler. You've got the new and Im- improved uh, wide receiver room for <laughs> KC. Uh, it, it's, it'll just, it's, it should be a really interesting and fun game to watch. Yeah. I, the fantasy implications in that are crazy. Of course, what we have to wait for, that game is a little bit scary for folks who were really high on Zach Ertz, like me, who we still, again, don't know if he's going to start week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he doesn't, I'm, no, I wouldn't, but I almost want to give AJ Green a shot if Zach Ertz is out week one. I wouldn't, because again, there's not a draft that I've had where he'd be anywhere close to sniffing that, uh, top tier capital, but, oh, maybe in, maybe in like a, uh, a pick'em. Or something, you know, maybe in a a daily fantasy, I'd be curious about him. But I do love uh, just Pat Mahomes versus Kyler Murray. That's going to be fucking insane. As is, maybe this one's a little bit underrated, but it's it's another afternoon game on Sunday. It's the Raiders versus the Chargers. So this is where we, mm-hmm. of course, get to watch our guy Devonte. Uh, hopefully, maybe shine on his new team with the Raiders. But again, this is. Not just divisional, which is always great, because that whole division is bonkers. We've talked about that. The AFC West, just it's just insane. Um, but I, I'm really excited to watch Devontae, you know, versus Keenan Allen, two of the best route runners in the entire NFL. Go at it. And they keep the fun alive with the afternoon games, Dustin. It's Packers and Vikings. So we won't be watching the other two games unless it's, you know, sneaking a, a peek on our phones mm-hmm. uh, during the commercial breaks. But that's where we're going to be tuned into, of course. obviously. Of course. Are you here? Let's do it. Let's approach it this way. We're just going to mm-hmm. be homers for a second. 
We're just going to allow ourselves this. But we're going to try and tie it into fantasy in a realistic way. So we're watching the Packers play week one. Mm -hmm. Who is the person that if you had to bet on right now that is not Aaron Rodgers, one person on that team who has the highest fantasy score in week one, who's that going to be? On the Packers? Yeah. Aaron Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about another guy a little bit later in this show that I'm uh, I'm sure people are just frothing at the mouth for in week one, uh, and I had to do it. But no, I, of course, yeah, Aaron Jones. Now, on the uh, the flip side, of course, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, guys that I'm crazy high on, Dalvin Cook, the whole, the whole bunch. I mean, it scares me as a Packers fan, but it entices me as a fantasy person. So <laughs> who's what's the worst? What's the worst matchup in week one that you're seeing on this list? There's a couple stinkers still. I mean, they can't all be gold. Right. Um, I think probably the Jags commanders is going to be pretty, pretty hard to watch. Uh, the Broncos Seahawks. I get it's the, the Russell going back to Seattle, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine that's going to be a competitive game at all. So those are the two. I mean, even the Browns, Panthers. I mean, but you got the the Baker, you know, storyline with that one. So, I mean, yeah. there's a few, but not so too lots of bad revenge. Lots of revenge narratives happening. Yeah, so Baker it's, it's versus weird. the Browns. Oh, revenge. And it's almost like they planned it. I don't think they would do that, though. The NFL is pretty above board. I don't think they would do anything for dramatics. I will say for fantasy, here's where I mm-hmm. want to pick your brain a little bit. So we're looking at Steelers versus Bengals. Mm-hmm. Division game, always very fun to watch. Those games, uh, crazy shit always happens. I believe yep. that was the AJ Green chokeout game, if I don't, uh, if I recall correctly. Was that where he choked a dude out I believe in that game? So. That was definitely the Antonio Brown Uber concussion game where he just got absolutely laid out and I think maybe started some of his uh, later season life struggles. But you're sitting there and you've drafted one of the Steelers wide receivers. One of them. And, of course, Deontay Johnson has the highest draft capital there. But are you confident in rolling out Deontay Johnson? Are you confident... In rolling out Chase Claypool, are you confident in rolling out George Pickens? Or are you maybe fading them a little bit if you have the chance to? Uh, I would be confident in Deontay, but that's probably the only player I'd be uh, really confident on. I wouldn't even be confident in him. No? I still, We still don't know which one receiver... Mitch Trubisky is going to target. And you know there's going to be basically one guy, or I feel that way. Trubisky is going to establish, you're you're my dude. I'm just going to lock mm-hmm. in with you. And that's it. And maybe it's probably that guy and maybe Pat Fryermuth at tight end. He kind of maybe goes back and forth between. I'm just not confident enough that it's Deontay Johnson. But you have to start him. You have to. You can't sit him. Have you ever sat a stud? Like a guy in your top, I don't know, top six, seven picks, just because of the matchup in week one. Have you ever done that? Or do you always uh, roll with your studs? 
Um, I pretty much always roll with my studs. I will say, I don't remember where I drafted him last year, but I, I did draft Jamar Chase, and I did sit him week one. Just again, because I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, and I went very wide receiver heavy, so I had a good stable of wide receivers. But yeah, I did, I did sit him week one, and he blew up for like twenty three points or something like that. So I have done it not by choice, uh, just by happy accident. Happy accident? That sounds like a pretty unhappy accident to me. Well, it was happy because. No, I knew Jamar Chase was a stud. You know, he had all those dropsies in the preseason and in training that's, camp. So, that's exactly right. and that's the kind of shit that can get in your head in week one. It's exactly mm-hmm. that the the drops narrative. You're like, oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna go out there and he's gonna look like a fool in week one. He's gonna drop everything that comes his way. I'm gonna be humiliated for being the guy who started him and believed in him. And no, the exact opposite is true. You're humiliated because you didn't start him and you had to watch those like. Three touchdowns pile up on your bench. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. It's, it, good it, feeling. it's so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, of course, you're rolling out Jamar Chase and T. Higgins mm-hmm. to start off this of thing. Uh, and yeah, you're you're just starting your your studs. Here's an honest question, though. We don't. I don't think we have anybody else in the chat asking a, a start sit. So I wanna yeah. I wanna throw another start sit out your way. Okay, hit me. Back. I, Hypothetically, let's say there's a guy and and he drafted a few wide receivers that maybe he's deciding between for his flex. Okay? And you don't know this man. Uh this man is a hypothetical man. But he drafted Darnell Mooney and Adam Thielen and Jerry Judy. And you know, he has a flex spot that he needs to fill. Would you would you what would you say to this hypothetical man who does not exist? Uh, if he were to ask you who to start in that flex, assuming full PPR is probably what this guy would play in. Can I pass? I want to pass. (laughs) (laughs) No, I cannot pass. Honestly, I would probably go with. uh, Well, let me let me see the matchups. Yeah, so we we have uh, again against the Packers That's, is Adam yeah. Thielen. Bears, we have against Niners. the 49ers for Darnell Mooney, and then we have again against the Seahawks for Jerry Judy. I think I would I would still go with Mooney. Honestly, um, I think he's probably got the highest upside, and that's what you're really looking for in your flex position. At least that's what I do. I want I want someone in my flex that's right. going to give me good upside that can help me win a week. And I think Darno Mooney, without a lot of other options on that offense, yes, maybe the defenses will be rolled towards him a little bit more, but I, I, I still think he's the best option. Yeah, uh, you know, tell your hypothetical friend uh, that that that's what I would do. <laughs> no, that's fair. I really do like feeling. The I'll sp- I'll spoil it for our listeners who haven't grasped on yet. I'm I'm hypothetical, man. Uh, what the, the thing is, you know, when you're a, a fan of a team and you're going to be watching this game, what's the what's the worst thing? Is you have a guy from the opposing team that you could be starting, and then if you start him and he does nothing, you're happy because he didn't inflict pain upon your actual NFL team or fandom. But if you sit him and he goes off, 
it's, it's a double loss. You lose two times. You know, mm-hmm. he hurts your real team. He hurts your fantasy team. I feel like Adam Thielen could be that guy week one. So that's that's what would give me pause there. But uh, no, I don't disagree with your your methodology. You know, for upside. Well, that's good. I would never give uh, uh, bad advice to 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 people here. Let's I'm skeptical. Go. I'm skeptical. Um, <laughs> is there anybody that you think? Just real quick here before we move on to our starts of the week. Is there anybody that you think? Like somebody's, they're expecting big things this week and somebody's just going to come out and be a dud because of the situation. Maybe their quarterback is rough. Maybe the defense they're going against is a running back is just extra rough, whatever. Or vice versa. Somebody that people are like, nah, week one, fuck that guy. Where you think that you're, they're just going to have a big blow up week. Yeah. I surprises. I, I think a sneaky one would be CeeDee Lamb going up against Tampa Bay. Uh, he is kind of the only wide receiver in town right now. I mean, yes, they have Dalton Schultz. Yes, they have Zeke and Pollard. But as far as like a true wide receiver, he's really the only guy right now. And Tampa Bay's defense is really good. So I think he could disappoint this week. Ooh. And And if he does... That would be the perfect opportunity. Get the people that are overreacting, get a trade done. But I, I do, I do think the opportunity is there for, for a disappointing week from him. That's completely fair. And yeah, attack those people who say he's a bum. He couldn't do anything and he was the only guy out there. What happens when the other guys come back? Well, they'll probably help him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I also don't treat him as like an alpha wide receiver, which maybe I'll look foolish for saying that, but. I agree with you. I was actually going to talk about the uh, the exact same game. I really like Noah Brown in week one. That's more of like a, a DFS type of thing. He's stepping in. He's kind of a veteran there, and they don't have anybody else to throw to besides C.D. Lamb, as you said. So I was kind of looking at it from the opposite perspective. I mm-hmm. think we could have two surprises in that game. Um, Any love for James Robinson now that he's officially playing against the Commanders? Real quick. No, I, 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 again, I'm going to hold off to kind of see how this backfield is split up because I, while he is very talented, he, we've seen it done. He's just coming back from injury. We have a whole new coaching, uh, staff there. We don't, we don't know what this offense is going to look like. So I would, yeah. I would wait a couple weeks until you maybe get a little bit better feel because I do think that they are going to feed ETM. So, and maybe they'll ease Robinson back. I don't know. But I, I, w- I would hold off until we get a little bit more clarity on the situation. It's fair. Take the safe approach. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've got uh, one more question here in the chat, Jacob. Oh, so Chase it. Edmonds or Gabe Davis, half point PPR. Big time in the Gabe Davis questions mm-hmm. this, this week. Yeah, this one for me is very easy. It's Gabe Davis. Again, not Same. as a big Gabe Davis truther, but. Yep. Chase Edmonds, the upside just isn't really there for me. I, I, I think he'll be fine, consistent, 10 points. Gabe Davis could have that multi-touchdown game that's really going to win you the week. Mm-hmm. I agree. We did it. We're back around. We're back around to agree. Now okay. let's disagree probably on our starts of the week. Yeah, let's do some starts of the week here. I, I want to lead us off this time. Okay. It's a game I already highlighted as, as one I want to watch. And that is the Arizona 
Casey game. Mm-hmm. And my start of the week is Juju versus this Arizona defense. Now, Arizona had one of the worst defenses last season against wide receivers. They finished 29th in the league. So that's why I want Juju. I think he is going to have a bounce back season. And yes, Kelsey is going to be the number one on that team. Don't get me wrong. But if you're trying to pick someone with these other wide receivers, it's not going to be Hardman. MBS, we know what he is as Packer fans. He'll he'll have his blow up games uh, every few weeks. He'll he'll catch a long bomb and and score you a touchdown or two, but that's about it. And I think Juju can be the one guy that comes out of this offense that is targeted very consistently, and and we've seen him produce at a very high level before. So the talent is there. He just needs a quarterback to unlock him to do that. I think Mahomes can do that. So he's my start of the week. I love it. And this is the absolute right matchup. And we'll find out a lot about this team in this week. We'll find mm-hmm. out a lot about those receivers this week. But yeah, I mean, there's there's no chance that Juju's not in my starting lineup uh, this week. And it would not shock me at all if he was a wide receiver one this week, especially based on this matchup. Just, you know, two high-powered offenses going against each other. Uh, again, as you said, defense is maybe not catching up to the offenses just yet this early on. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, allow me, though, to go with something that you're probably going to hate. Uh, I'm going to be real cliche here for a minute by announcing my week one start as the one, the only, Sammy Watkins. As we know, Dustin, this is a very sticky stat. You know, historical week one production, it just overlays from season to season. You copy it, you paste it. Whatever they did week one the season before, you you pencil them in for that the season after. But it is bizarre with Sammy Watkins, and I'm going to give a little bit more context to this. It's not just about what he's done the last few years in week one, but it is pretty funny to look at. Week one, 2019. This came from Scott Barrett on Twitter, by the way. Week one, 2019, 198 receiving yards. Week one, 2020, 82 receiving yards. Week one, 2021, 86 receiving yards. Aaron Rodgers just just three days ago on his receiving group. Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb practice as good as any wide receivers I've seen in a long time. That's could be a throwaway quote, sure, or just something to light the fire under the rookies there, or just give his, you know, fellow veterans some props. But look, Alan Lazard might not play week one. He's still not for sure. Robert Tunyon might not play week one. He's still not for sure. Christian Watson may not play week one. Still not for sure. If it's Romeo Dubs and Randall Cobb, and Sammy Watkins out there, I'm going to trust Sammy for week one. That's who I would prefer. So I'm doing it. I'm being that guy. I'm fine with it. Okay. I mean, you are it's, not it's, sold at all. It's fine, I guess. Whoa. But let's be honest. If If there's ever a week to pick Sammy Watkins, it's going to be this week. It's going to be week one. So why not? It's a guaranteed healthy week, at least to start, right? Maybe he doesn't finish the game healthy, 
but also you can just barely rely on that. So why mm-hmm. not roll him out? Yeah, in week one now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, again, don't start him over your guaranteed studs. But if you have questions at the flex and you don't have an obvious high upside guy, then consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last one here out of the chat. Mr. Scamper's back in it. Are you benching A.J. Dillon for MVS or Chicken Kirk? I think he called him. Uh, or, or his, his brother, his brother Christian. Christian. <laughs> I love it. Um, are you benching AJ Dillon for either of those guys? I'm not. No, me either. I couldn't. I mean, we confident. we just talked about MVS, and then yeah, with going back to that Jags offense, we don't know what it's going to look like. Yes, they paid Kirk all the money, but I, I would like to see how Week One goes before really planting a flag with him. Yeah, Travis Etienne is my only must-start out of the whole Jaguars offense. Everybody else, you know, I guess if you have to, (laughs) for now. All right, do we want to make our, I mean, we made one beer bet, but typically we wrap up with a second. Our official beer bet. Yeah. yeah. So you'd said early on that you had one that stuck out. I have have one, but if if you have a better one, by all means, you can... You can you can veto and take it. Okay, I'm not I'm not married to this one. Just so, just so we're aware here. Okay. So all right, I want to do. Well, no, that's not a good one. It could be a good one. Let's do. Oh come on, Saquon versus Derrick Henry. Ooh, all right, coming out hot. So Giants versus the Titans. For those who mm-hmm. don't recall, or if this is your first time with our beer bets, we always pick a matchup and then play player versus player out of that matchup basically Mm -hmm. and obviously i'm assuming we're doing full ppr here yeah half ppr full full ppr do you like that one or no no that's a great one i i I like that one a lot okay Uh, good because it's a thinker that's it's definitely not where i was going when we uh before the show we were talking about what we might do uh that's not where i was thinking so kudos to you on that i am Regrettably, I'm going to let you have your second round draft pick from our league in this. I'm going to take Derrick Henry here, and you can have Saquon. Okay. Scares me a little bit in full PPR, but, uh, you know, the matchup, boy, the, the, I just don't trust the Giants to do anything. (laughs) And I feel like they're just going to let Derrick Henry have a day. So that, that's my logic. And, And I don't, I'm not as confident as I think I should be in this, but we'll see. So good one. Good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. No, I good. was I'm looking, just to give you a, a reference point of what I was going to do, I was going to go revenge game with Russell, and I was going to take the top two receivers from Denver, so Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, versus Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf at the Seahawks as a pool bet. But I like yours better. Okay, good, because I would have taken the Denver side in a heartbeat. <laughs> ah, I now I kind of want to do both. I would absolutely <laughs> smash the Seattle who's going to be playing from behind all game long. There we that's three. That feels yeah. egregious. That three does. and one feels egregious. I know well, we're I'll, excited for football yeah, here, yeah. but yeah, it's I'll keep that in the back of my head though. So that way when I lose the other two, <laughs> I can talk about the one that we didn't make that I actually maybe won. Well okay. do that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Any uh, last minute words of encouragement for our our fans out there going into week one? Be strong. Be confident. 
don't check your scores in the first five minutes yes. on Sunday of those games. Don't check Relax. until like midway through the afternoon games. Let's be honest. Yeah. Wait, Just wait. enjoy the, the football be for being back. <laughs> yes. Do that shit week two if you want. If you want to get back in that habit week two, that's fine. Week one, just enjoy the games. Check in on the scores. You know, maybe at halftime, maybe after mm-hmm. the first series of games. But don't be that person who gets too caught up in every point going against you in that first week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, Jake. So Woo! that's where we'll leave it for this week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, great interaction in the chat. I, I thank you and applaud you all for joining us. Uh, we love having you here. If you want to be part of the chat, join us every single week. We go live. We're on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our channel. Click the little bell button. It'll let you know when we go live. Typically, 630 Central every single week. There are some exceptions, but this is this is our time. It's our time down here. Um, if I may pull a good Goonies reference. Uh, you sure can. Any questions leading up to week one here, hit us up at Drinking Fantasy. That's the podcast Twitter handle. We'll answer your question. Hit us up in our DMs at Jake Trowbridge, at FF Dusty Dog. We are here for it all. Good luck in week one to everyone except for Jake. Um, Boo. Well, at least in our home league. I hope you do well in every other league you're in. Thanks. <laughs> Dick. And with that, <laughs> just keep drinking and talking fantasy football, people. Cheers, FFers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit.